0: All right, so, um, can you tell me something I really didn't need to know? Hey, Mom, tell me something I didn't need to know. So how about let's learn something we really don't need to know? Hi, Mary. Hello, Johanna. How are you? Fantastic. Always. You know,
1: you're going to have to bleep that out. You used my real name. Damn it. Bleep. (laughs) Bleep. Welcome to tell me something I didn't need to know. We're gonna tell you things
0: you didn't know that you wanted or needed to know.
1: You might think you didn't need to know these but you your life, know them. yes your life will be better for knowing these Heck things. Heck yes I will! Boop, boop. I'm Hannah Green. I'm Mary Swartz. And we are so happy to have you here with us today. Hell yes. Lynn is absent unable to join us again today but
0: She'll be back with us soon. We'll do our best without her. You know, unsupervised again. I know. It's great. Some of that's our best work. Mm, I know. Don't tell her we said that. Unfiltered, raw, unchaperoned, unsupervised. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. So this is episode number 43, season two. We have an anniversary episode coming up in like seven weeks. Eight eight, we- eight weeks, weeks, nine weeks, whatever.
1: Mary, yeah. Mary, in case you were unaware, if you are new to this podcast, not only does Mary have a college degree that is based around math,
0: Mary is very bad at math. I'm not bad at math. Some days it's a little more difficult than others. Okay, I don't math proficiently. Most days, I don't math proficiently. I also don't English proficiently. Oh, well, neither do I. So, geography proficiently. Yeah, yeah, both of us. Anyway, our anniversary episode, we are going to do the same thing um, that we did last year. We're going to go back, we're going to cover some of our favorite episodes, what made us laugh, why we chose that story as being one of our favorites. It's really super hard to choose. I'm, like, looking at some of the stories that we've done going, oh, my God, that one was amazing, and that one was amazing, and oh, my God, this one was so funny. It's going to be hard. It is. So let us know what you liked, what you found funny, what you found interesting. I mean, let us know what you liked the best because that's going to just, we'll just add that in and it's going to just be fun, fun, fun.
1: Yeah. We would love to read commentary from our listeners on what was memorable for you.
0: Yeah. So email us, DM us, Twitter us, tweet us, Instagram us. Facebook us. Yeah reach out in any way
1: you can if you're one of the lucky few who happens to know who we are, where we are, how to get a hold of us in person. If you let don't us okay, know. so
0: if you don't have Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or Gmail, if you DM me, I'll give you Hannah's direct number. You can just call her.
1: Um you know that Di- <laughs> DM is is a Twitter thing. It stands for direct message. I know. Okay. <laughs> you're such a ridiculous and if you happen to um, know me and know where to find me on a pretty regular basis you can come see me
0: tell her directly
1: and I'll give you Mary's number
0: oh ouch (laughs)
1: Wow
0: Wow I did offer them up your address I'm gonna edit all of that out and Mm -hmm. we're moving on to word of the day (laughs) all
1: right let me go first Okay. okay arctophile
0: to file. to file. Arc to file. That sounds illegal. It does. Sounds like you should be in a group to yeah. tell, help you with that problem. Mm, what do you think that problem might be? Well, a file is usually an addiction. Okay. An arc. Oh my
1: God.
0: What, Mary? Johanna has an addiction to building arcs.
1: Yes, my whole backyard is filled with them. Ah, 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 My neighbors ah, complain ah, all the time. Animal noises? (laughs) If you've ever seen NCIS, I'm like the Gibbs of the arc world. (laughs) Building them in your not basement? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, they're really large, so getting them out of a basement would be very difficult. The backyard is still still problematic,
0: but a little more navigable. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, Arc to File. Person, place, or thing. It is a person. Okay, it's a person. Um. Oh. So it could be a person that has an addiction to building arcs. It could be. It could be, but it's not. Oh, okay. Um <clears throat> You have an insatiable desire to pop helium balloons. Hmm.
1: I wanna know, and you pop them, are you breathing it in so you can talk like a like a munchkin?
0: <laughs> I've done that. I don't know. That's that's my best guess. Okay. Unless you want to use it in a sentence for me.
1: Don't have a good sentence to okay. use it in that will help you in any okay. way. Go
0: ahead and tell us what it is then. An
1: arctophile is someone who collects teddy bears.
0: Oh, that's kind of simple. I overcomplicate everything in my life. I do. I way overcomplicate shit.
1: No, no, you really don't. I've seen you after the third or fourth wine tasting. At that point, shit's real simple. I like it. Let's just buy it all. (laughs) (laughs) Where's the next winery?
0: (laughs) We're going to need a bigger trunk. (laughs)
1: You know, I think we could fit a pallet in the back of your car.
0: It would only be two hundred and fifty-six bottles a piece. <laughs> we had that conversation. We did have that conversation. We did have that conversation. Well, All right. Um, Essimus. SMS I think that's how it's pronounced. Or it's could you spell that? A C C. So it could be ACC. Okay. I S M U S. Asimus. Achamus. Hmm. Well, I don't know if it's Achamus because then you're lo- you're dropping the S, the first S. Right. has As- Have to be Ackissmus. A- kissmus? A Kissmus. Ascismus.
1: A- is that what it- a kiss a I know exactly what this is. You have no front
0: teeth and you're trying to say the holiday. No, it's what happens when you stand under the mistletoe A kiss miss a kiss miss That's a good guess. That's my guess. Way off base, but that's a guess. Good guess okay. It's um, it's a form of irony in which you feign to not care about something that you absolutely Oh must like standing
1: have. under the mistletoe and hoping the guy you like will come along and kiss there you. you. Go. I wasn't that far off.
0: There you go. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's good job. Are you ready for a tidbit? I would love a tidbit.
1: Okay. How many times a day do you look at a clock, look at your watch, pull out your phone and check the time only to uh, put it back and then realize you actually didn't look n- at it? Didn't even register it?
0: Probably
1: a lot. And when was the last time that you were like, "Oh, it's four thirty. That's totally awesome. I'm jazzed about
0: that." Um. um or I... it's
1: ten thirty-two. <clears throat> I'm just gonna guess it's been a long time, if ever, that you looked at the clock and you were super excited by the time that was on the clock. Okay. Well, there's a thirty-year-old named Kevin Bertolero okay and he really dislikes time so he has begun making watches that don't tell time they're meant to be worn like a traditional watch except you don't see a clock face when you look at your wrist instead you will find a tiny 3d printed pool with magnetic duckies and bubbles in it oh my god why am i surprised Not surprised. It's kind of become a whole thing on TikTok, which I don't pay attention to TikTok, but when I saw this article, I thought, this is fantastic. So, he says, I think all of us are low-key traumatized. You can't not be living in modern society to some degree. And when people's traumas flare up, they use shopping, socializing, community involvement to kind of deal with this discomfort they're feeling and distance themselves from it. But he found another option. <clears throat> okay. Cute things that make you smile. So the idea for the watches that don't tell Ty came to him while he was kind of half asleep. A watch that is sleek like an Apple Watch, but fun and interactive like Legos. So here's a little thing. Look, you can move the ducks around, you can play with the bubbles. Oh my gosh.
0: Wow. Maybe yep. to you. Yep. All right. Yep. Exactly. You brought up ducks, so we're just going to continue with the ducks. All right. Now, over in Essex, Essex, England, there's a castle, Mount Fichet Castle. On the grounds of the castle, lives 15-year-old Fred. I'm really hoping that Fred's a duck. No, Fred's not a duck. Oh, damn it! Now, in 2018, Fred was only 10 and occasionally mama ducks go missing okay mama ducks have baby ducks that's how the whole duck population continues mama ducks have baby ducks if the mama duck goes missing baby ducks have no home so in 2018 fred who was 10 years old adopted a group of ducks that had no mama there were nine of them he raised them until they were ready to be on their own and they let them go In 2019, he found another group of ducks without a parent. He raised them until they were ready to go off on their own.
1: This is awesome. Why do I get the idea that there's
0: more to this story? Well, this year, this year, Fred, who's now 15, found a group of 15 ducks without a baby. He is in the process of raising them so that they can grow up and be on their own. Okay. This is Fred. <gasps> Fred is a Labrador retriever. Oh, I
1: love this.
0: How does he feed the duckies? I am sure that his owners, His people? I'm sure his people help. Yeah, there's another picture of him with his brood. Oh, I love this. And his owner... His owner says that he's a natural, um, that he spends a lot of time with the animals on the lands of the castle, and that they just, he's, he's not surprised that, that he has done this again. His owner is not surprised. Oh, So yes, Fred is a Labrador Retriever, and this is the third brood of ducklings that he is going to raise. I love you, Fred. We all love Fred. All right. I have one more. Okay. This is not about ducks. Damn it. Multiple people in Pasadena, Maryland called 911. Why? There was a fight in progress. A wild fight. According to the people calling, it was a massively wild fight, and people had to respond immediately. It was an emergency. What was fighting? Two mail carriers. Pardon me? A man, mail carrier, and a woman, mail carrier. Were they married? No. Were they brother and sister? No. According to the callers, they kept going around the block, around and around the block, in their little mail trucks, and at one point in time, they were bumper to bumper, hitting each other. What? Because this is our government hard at work. Um,
1: by the way, the post office isn't actually owned by the government. Well, it's a
0: private entity. Why do we have postal holidays, then? Yeah, exactly. Thank you very okay. much. Okay. Yes. So they're hitting each other with their bumpers. Then, apparently, the guy in the mail truck, the one mail truck, got out and punched the window of the other mail truck. What the hell? What? What is going on? She responded by throwing mail at him. Uh, That's a federal offense. And mail was all over the street. So, Arundel County Police Cruisers converged on the scene. And at that point in time, the mail mail carrier got out of his truck and started running down the street. What the hell is going on? (laughs) Police officers chased him and handcuffed him. And then they cuffed the female one too. The post office sent other mail trucks to pick up the mail. The people that called said the regular mail carrier was on vacation and had no idea who they were fighting over, why they were fighting. He didn't even know they were fighting. So I'll leave you with this thought. There's a lot of violence in this world. A lot of violence in this world. It's very sad to see male and female violence you know as a mail carrier you're
1: not (laughs) no 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 listen as a mail carrier i think my biggest concern would be getting bit by a dog or something like that slipping and falling on the ice
0: yeah that's i don't think that your biggest concern should have to be getting beaten up by another mail carrier what what the heck oh my god no idea Oh, my lord. None of, none of the articles would tell me why they were fighting. But it sounds like they both got arrested. And hopefully they got charged with federal mm. crimes. Oh. Oh. All right. All right. You ready for a story? We got ducks. We got mail carriers.
1: Remember that word I gave you? Pop quiz. What was the word? Ectophilia. No. Arctophile.
0: Hey, I had some of the letters <laughs> <laughs>
1: And what did it mean? A love of teddy
0: bears.
1: Okay. Well, this story is exactly about a love of teddy bears. Aww. History tells us that on November 14th of 1902, U.S. President Theodore Roosevelt took part in a bear hunting excursion in Mississippi, which he'd been invited to by Mississippi Governor Andrew Bongino. While it was a successful hunting party for the most of the group, Roosevelt, who was a well-known big game hunter, had not even seen a bear. Now, it's been reported, and it depends on the report you read, that some people, some reports say it was people in the group, some say it was assistants, some say it was like his personal secretary, who knows, but somehow people or person who were there with the president tracked down a black bear, cornered it, captured it, tied a rope to it, and tied it to a tree. I don't like this story. They brought President Roosevelt to the tree and told him. Fish bear shoot it? Yes. What a dickhead. Roosevelt refused.
0: Good for him.
1: He said that he believed it was incredibly unsportsmanlike, and this was not okay.
0: It was incredibly unsportsmanlike. Leave the frickin' bear alone. He didn't do anything to you, but he
1: will when you to him. It didn't take long for the word to get out of what had happened on the hunting trip. And even back then, newspapers across the country printed the story. So two days later, on November 16th of 1902, the Washington Post printed a satirical cartoon of the incident that had been drawn by political cartoonist Clifford Berryman. The cartoon shows a man in the background holding a bear tied to a rope while the president has turned away with his hand held up in the air in a stop motion. And the cartoon reads, Drawing the Line in Mississippi. Now, a Brooklyn candy shop owner saw the cartoon and it spurned a thought. The candy maker, Morris Mitchum, along with his wife, Rose, created a toy stuffed bear. Cute. They dedicated it to the president, calling it Teddy Bear. They sent one to the president, hoping for his blessing in creating the bears to sell. President Theodore Roosevelt did give his blessing, and soon the bears were hitting store shelves everywhere. They became immensely popular and they became a huge moneymaker. Now, President Roosevelt served eight years. He served two terms. And in 1908, Theodore Roosevelt was ending his term in office. The new president-elect was William H. Taft. Toy makers everywhere were concerned that when Roosevelt left the White House, that the popularity and the sales of the teddy bear would plummet. What could they do? Well, someone had an idea. In January of 1909, William Taft, not yet installed in the White House, was invited to a dinner in his honor in Atlanta, Georgia. Taft was served a meal of possum and taters. Delicious. Yeah. It, that means sweet potatoes topped with a roasted 18-pound possum. Delicious. <laughs> now, Taft was not a small man by any means. In fact, he was so large that they installed a special bathtub in the White House for him. He weighed around 350 pounds.
0: Keeping my lips shut.
1: He ate a great deal, and he seemed to enjoy the dinner thoroughly. After dinner, Taft was presented with a stuffed possum, complete with pointy snout and beady eyes. He was told then that it was going to replace the teddy bear. In fact, toy makers believed that it would be even more popular than the teddy bear. They called it Billy Possum. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> taft loved it taft loved possum the day after the dinner taft actually told reporters well I certainly like possum I ate very heartily of it last night and it did not disturb in the slightest my digestion or my sleep good to know so let's just let's just think about this let's get this all like just lay it out there lay
0: all these cards on the table so we can look at them all at the same time
1: you're going to replace a stuffed bear that came from a story of a leader doing the right thing with a stuffed possum that rep- represents what? Gluttony. The huge dinner that the soon-to-be leader gorged himself on? And you think that this will be popular?
0: People won't look beyond that.
1: Am I missing something? Oh! Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Hold on. I know what I missed. I miss the fact that most people in the United States view possums as dirty, unwanted vermin that plagued dad when confronted. Yes. Okay. Versus
0: a bear who just eats you.
1: Versus a bear whose life was spared by a leader.
0: I know. I
1: know. Okay, so that seems like a fantastic idea for a stuffed animal for children. Because why wouldn't every single child want to snuggle a beady pointed, pointy-snouted, vermin? They are kind of cute. No. No. As someone who has trapped a very large one in her garage... No, let me just tell
0: you—they're not cute. Well, you had him in a cage. He's going to be mad at you. I would not be cute he either. He was, was not mad at physically
1: you. cute.
0: <laughs> wow! Everybody, hear the hostility in her voice. Yeah.
1: Possums are really, actually, quite good for our environment. Yes, but they are not cute or cuddly.
0: Neither are bears. <laughs>
1: If the bear wasn't going to eat me, I would snuggle a bear before I would snuggle a possum. Even if I'm just he wasn't going to eat you,
0: he's going to rip your face off.
1: If the bear wouldn't attack me, I would snuggle <laughs> a bear before I would snuggle a
0: possum. Okay. <laughs> Wake up your head's in your head with its mouth. <laughs> I'm not eating you. I'm just teething
1: a little. <laughs> Sorry about the drool. (laughs) The Georgia Billy Possum Company had already been formed at this point. They were on it. They produced thousands of these stuffed creatures ready to flood the store shelves. Of course, the possums they hit the stores weren't actually their first attempt. They originally attempted to stuff actual possum skins. Oh god, no. But Why? apparently that just didn't work out quite so Why? well. It is reported that they were pretty disgusting looking and no one
0: would have been willing to buy them. Okay, how many how many innocent possums were sacrificed for this ass foolishness? I don't know. They probably ate them first. Not the point. I don't know. I do not know. What a waste. What a waste of resources and animals and what could have been a human brain. (laughs) Now, so they've,
1: they've gone to making stuffed ones. You can all Google Billy Possum and look at the pictures. I did. I just want you to share in my nightmares. The Billy Possum Company slogan was,
0: Goodbye, teddy bear. Hello, Billy Possum. That was catchy, huh? Oh, yeah, that little diddly is going to just run through my head all day. There were anti-teddy bear ads. What? Down with the teddy bear. Uh.
1: So if you thought that the politics were shitty now, they were shitty over 100 years ago, too. The L.A. Times even printed, The teddy bear has been relegated to a seat in the rear, and for four years, possibly eight, the children of the United States will play with Billy Possum.
0: Why can't we have both? Oh, that's right, because there's no freedom of choice anymore. Because politics. Freedom of choice is a none.
1: There were yeah. Billy Possum pins, cutouts, books, postcards. Selfies. Posters. And even possums on a stick that you could wave like a flag. I wish you could see Mary's
0: face right now. She's holding it. You know, I've interjected a lot, but I'm going to interject again. In my head. I have this picture of this long oval table with people's men, white men, sitting around it, planning this whole campaign. Yep. Without a single brain in the room. Who can even begin to call themselves intelligent and come up with this shit?
1: I don't know, because a hundred years later, we had some a group of people who came up with the idea of making a movie about a Sharknado.
0: Stop it. You're hurting my head.
1: All right. So as if the possum's on sticks to wave like flags wasn't enough, there was Jimmy Possum.
0: Wait, is that
1: Billy's cousin? It's Billy Possum's running mate. She is now smacking her face, slapping her head, and shaking it, and covering her mouth.
0: Oh my god. There's not enough alcohol in the world for this
1: shit. There was a group called the Possum Club for supporters to join. I'm not sure if these are supporters of the possum or supporters of the president. There was a ragtime tune called, and you can still find this online, Possum, the Latest Craze. Now, a lot of the postcards weren't just Billy Possum, but were in fact anti-teddy bear, too. For example, one postcard showed a possum eating a cooked teddy bear.
0: What kind of shit is that? Thank you. How, how do you cook a teddy bear? Did you get a recipe? I didn't. Do you pluck all the fur out? Do you unstuff him? I don't know.
1: Another card said, No more teddy bear. We will fondle with glee. Billy Possum is our future. Our mascot he shall be. Did you just say we will fondle with glee? That is what it said. I didn't make it up. We will fondle with glee.
0: Well, we do, but we don't usually tell that out in public. And I want to know, what are we fondling with glee? The possum? Got nothing. I'm trying. I've got nothing. Your
1: hand motions just said you had all kinds of things. Didn't quite know where to put your hands there, did you, Mary?
0: Never fondled a stuffed possum before. Have you
1: fondled the real one? No. Oh, okay. Taft went on to have a terrible first year in office. Yeah, I think. And Billy Possum had a terrible first year as well. In fact, it was a major flop. Sales died off so quickly that it was dead before Christmas rolled around. And by Christmas, the biggest shopping time of the year was gone. Was Jimmy still in the running? No. <laughs> Jimmy and Billy were nowhere to be found. Taft didn't last either. He served just four years before being replaced by Woodrow Wilson. But the teddy bear has certainly lasted. Here we are, almost 120 years later, and teddy bears are still as beloved today as they were when they first came onto the market. In fact, they account for more than 70% of sales in the multi-billion dollar plush toy industry. They come in every conceivable size and color, and they can be found in every single country of the world. They continue to bring a sense of comfort and safety to children and even adults whenever they are called upon. And as I can personally attest, you can tell them your secrets and your fears, and they will never tell another soul. For many, their teddy bear is one of their most prized possessions. I'm going to leave you with a few facts about Teddy Roosevelt before we go. Teddy Roosevelt is widely regarded as one of the greatest presidents the United States has ever had. He is immortalized on Mount Rushmore, He is the only president to ever receive the Nobel Peace Prize while in office. He is known as the father of the modern Navy. He was blind in one eye due to a boxing incident that occurred while he was in the White House because he was a pugilist. He never actually graduated from college. He established many of the national parks, forests and monuments that we all enjoy here in the United States. And just in case, you think that he was always a very serious man. He loved the outdoors, and he escaped to it as often as he could. And it was known that, while he was president, he would occasionally skinny dip in the Potomac River.
0: (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Billy the Possum. Wow. Don't forget Jimmy. Jimmy's, you know, (laughs) Jimmy's holding him up there. Wow. Yup,
1: it's pretty crazy, huh?
0: Yeah, it is. It's very crazy.
1: Alrighty. And now that I have filled your head full of things you didn't know, know you. Have a great week.
0: Alrighty. Um. Thanks for spending part of your day with us. Thanks for enjoying Hannah's story with me. Thank you, Hannah, for bringing us that. Story with images will never get out of our heads now. Nor will we ever look at possums the same. That is not a real possum. That is not... It doesn't even look like a real possum. Would you like to start fondling it? It looks like a squirrel with a pig snout. Oh. Anyway. (laughs) Trying to close our show and she's showing me what should be obscene possum pictures. Um... Thanks for spending part of your day with us. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram. You can email us. Don't forget your anniversary ideas, your anniversary stories that you liked. We need to know those. We're starting to put together our episode. Pretty excited. Do you got anything else? My brain's dead. Thank you so much, Hannah.
1: You're welcome. I will leave us with these parting words from one of the Billy the Possum postcards. We love Billy Possum. His coat is so warm. If even we eat him, he'll do us no harm. No more teddy bear. We will fondle with glee. Billy Possum in future, our mascot shall be. Have a great
0: day, everyone. We love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> up where the clouds are far behind me, where troubles melt like lemon drops away above the chimney tops that sway.